Welcome. Welcome everyone to Rainbow Sangha here at Spirit Rock Online. Spirit Rock is located online globally and on the land in the San Geronimo Valley. It's on unceded Coast Miwok territory and we honor the Coast Miwok as the ancestral stewards of this land and support current efforts toward rematriation. We want to acknowledge the many people and cultures who have come to be known as South Asian, Southeast Asian, and East Asian who have carried the living Dharma forward. While recognizing the particular roots of our lineage, we also acknowledge the erasure of Buddhist teachings brought to the US by Asian immigrants whose many contributions have been devalued by racism and white supremacy. We express our gratitude to all of those who have supported the Dharma so that it may be a part of our lives. Within this Dharma field, within this gathering here today, I want to welcome all of you and all parts of you, your color, culture, beliefs, genders, orientations, abilities and ages, economies, and education. Please fully take your place in this circle. And I want to give an especially warm welcome to anyone who is new, anyone new here for the first time. Feel free to raise your hand and make a little emoji. All right, mostly regulars here. All right, well, feel free to say hello in the chat if you would like, that is open for you. Um, for those of you who may not have met me, I have not met, my name is Emiko. My pronouns are she, they, and Kikin. I am held and supported on Ohlone land, and I have the honor of being your host for today's gathering. Um, you can reach me at any time in the chat box for any questions you have whatsoever, um, questions about um, classes, uh, access desires, um, tech issues, tech dukkha, um, for anything at all, please feel free to uh, chat me. And I do invite everyone to rename themselves if they would like with their pronouns. And to do that, you can run the cursor, your cursor over the box with your name or image, click the three dots in the upper right-hand corner where you will be presented the option to rename. And if you have any problem with that whatsoever, just let me know, happy to help. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about some upcoming programs here at Spirit Rock. Um, we have two events happening Sunday, February 18th, so coming up. Uh, the Dharma of Healthy Boundaries, Buddhist Wisdom for Loving Each Other Without Abandoning Ourselves with Kate Johnson. We also have The Art of Self-Compassion with Chronic Pain with Christina Wolf. And I'm going to go ahead and put these into the chat so that you can take a look and see if they are offerings that speak to you. We also have online on March 2nd, The Wisdom of Storytelling, The Power of Story to Awaken Hearts. This is with our own Rainbow Sangha teacher, Elisa Dennis. So I'll put that into the chat as well. And as always, we have a full list of our offerings on our website for you to find the perfect event for you. And that is now dropped in the website as well. I want to let you know that recordings of many of our Dharma talks are available to access via Dharma Seed. And note that this is just an re audio recording and no participant um, shares will be in that recording. So the information to access those um, recordings are in our resource guide, which I just dropped into the chat, as well as information about our teachers. Okay, thank you for staying with me as I go over some Zoom tips and tricks. And um, we ask that you please do not private chat the teacher as that can be distracting. Again, private chat me all you'd like. There will be a Q&A later in this event, um, and you are welcome to ask a question out loud. And also, if you would like to have your question remain anonymous or your share, you can chat that to me and I'm happy to read that out loud for you. 
We also have closed captioning, which you can enable by pressing the CC button at the bottom of your screen and clicking show subtitle or view full transcript. Um, I also want to let you know that our registration fees support both the teacher and Spirit Rock staff. So if you haven't yet had the chance to offer support for today's program, I invite you to click on the link that I just pasted into the chat and do so. So thank you, as I gave you many words here. <laughs> thank you for your kind attention. And now I have the great honor of welcoming today's teacher, Daigun Gaither. Daigun began Buddhist practice in 1995 in the Vipassana insight tradition, and then began to study Zen in 2003. He received lay ordination in 2006, where he was given the name Daigun, or Great Vow, and received priest ordination in July 2011. Daigun speaks internationally on a variety of topics, particularly around gender, sexuality, social justice, and their intersections with the Dharma. He lives in San Francisco and identifies as a disabled, queer, white, cis male. Daigun, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Emiko. And um, I just want to give a shout out for the people who volunteer uh, to keep things, the lights on. Uh, we're grateful to have such skilled people because I can't really do what I do well without the help of the volunteers. So thank you very much, Emiko. Uh, the schedule today is going to be very easy. We'll uh, meditate for about 30 minutes. Uh, then we'll take a short, like, five-minute break. <clears throat> and then uh, I'll give a small talk and open it up for questions and answers. And, um, yeah, so does that sound like a good plan for everybody? I invite you to take care of yourself uh, in our time today. So if you need to turn your camera off, that's fine with me. If you need to turn away from the screen, that's fine with me. I very little actually upsets me. So feel free to <laughs> take care of yourself in the ways that you need to. Um, and, um, and feel welcome to do that. Um, yeah, so why don't we get started? I'm going to invite you to just find a posture that feels comfortable to you. Um, whether it's sitting, lying down, uh, cross-legged, both feet on the floor, whatever feels good for your body and like you can feel supported by the physicality of your being. And I want to invite you now to just find a sense gate. Something that you don't have to worry about or think about, but that you can just gently return to. For some people, it's a sound. Other people, it's a smell. Some people, it's the feel of your feet on the floor. And for other people, it could be your breath. But you just want to find something that you don't have to think about. But that is just there. And that you can just gently return to as your mind gets distracted. It also helps us connect to our bodies. 
we practice with our bodies partially because our bodies only exist and we can only experience them in this present moment. So in a way, it keeps us present to our experience. So whatever sense is comfortable for you, just gently bring your attention there. Minds think, that's what they're created to do. We just don't have to follow them. We can just let those thoughts arise and pass away. If you notice tightness in your body somewhere, see if you can give it some space. Allow yourself to loosen up around that. Not to change the experience so much as to just let it fully express itself. As we settle into our bodies and into this moment, I want to invite you to just meet whatever's happening whatever thoughts you have, whatever sensations you have. Just meet those things. Nothing needs to be done. See if you can just settle into being. So I'll ring the bell. And then at the end, I'll ring the bell again.
returning our awareness to our sense gate. Returning to our experience of ourselves. I invite you to consider what's it like to be you right now in this moment? Not your story or your idea or your feelings, something closer to the nature of your experience. What's it like to have the experience you're having? Right here in this moment, without the need to perform, the need to create, the need to produce. What's it like? I'm gonna ring the bell again. Thank you all very much for your kind attention. So let's take a short break and return back at uh, 45 minutes after the hour. So 15 minutes before the hour, wherever you are. Sound good?
So welcome back. I'm glad you're all here. I'm going to talk tonight. Um, I was going to talk about love and relationships, and then I found out yesterday that a friend of mine committed suicide on Monday. So I'm still going to talk about it, but I might talk about it in a different kind of way. Um, first, if you can hear me, please give me a thumbs up. Great. Thank you. Um, I'm going to start, though, with a poem. Maybe I'm wrong. The birds are all singing, and they're singing like they don't know. Probably they don't. Probably their little pounding hearts beneath their little fluttering wings could not handle the knowing. Or maybe I'm wrong. It could be I'm wrong. Maybe they know, and they sing anyway. I think the best part about being queer, um, the best, I think of it often as a superpower, is that because we didn't have models for dating and love and relationships, we've had to kind of make our own models. You know, when you're outside what you see on TV on a regular basis or you see in movies or even across the dinner table, we get an opportunity to not be so sure. And we can start to ask ourselves, what does it mean for me to love, to be loved? What's the nature of that experience for me? We don't need to fall back on old tropes and old ideas. We get to invent new ones. And I think we also invent new ways of creating family. New ways of being friends with each other. And if we're lucky, and we can start to sort of question it all through our life. I think sometimes I I look at how I was queer when I was young and how I'm queer now, and it's completely different. And part of that's the world's completely different, but also um, just my understanding of what it is that is of value to me. You know, and then we come to Buddhist practice and we start to learn how to let go of these ideas we create. How to not be so convinced that by every thought we have. Not be so convinced by every feeling we have. 
not be so convinced by every opinion we have. Buddhism at its core invites us to continually return to that question, what's it like to be me? When I found out yesterday that my friend was had died, um, I cried a little bit and I was washing dishes and I, I thought, why am I crying? Not because I think that suicide is a negative thing. I don't. Um, I think suicide is a viable choice for a lot of people. It's not even because I miss my friend, because the truth is, is we haven't spent time with each other in a while. And we weren't really close. But see, that's the thing about grief. It just is. And we don't have to have a reason. Same thing with love, right? You don't have to have a reason. We create families and friendships and connections. And people come in and out of our lives. And um, and I think it's really amazing that we get the opportunity to just ask ourselves. What's it like? What's important to me today? You know, I spent 10 years living and practicing in an institution that I thought I was going to be in for the rest of my life. And then I changed my mind. I didn't change my practice. I just changed my mind about where and how and what it meant for me to be a priest to be a practitioner, to be a Buddhist. And I think that that's such a great gift and opportunity. And in my mind, it's tied to being queer. It's tied to growing up without the frameworks that would normally sort of tell us who we are and how we are. And so when I need to pivot, for whatever reason, it's a little easier for me to pivot. 
And I realized that when I was crying for my friend, I was also crying for all of the friends that came before him. And I was crying for love. I was crying because I thought, oh, yeah. Even without seeing this person, I still love them. And I think that I think about, you know, my job, I work in hospice, I work as a chaplain, I spend a lot of time with people as they die. And I was thinking about today, what was my friend's experience? And how does that compare with all of the thousands of people that I've been at their bedside when they die? But then I think maybe I'm wrong. One of my other friends this week actually was asking me what I thought about uh, what happens after we die from a Buddhist perspective. And um, my only response was, I don't know. And I don't know that it's important. As much as I really think that what's important is how I live. How do I meet this moment? How do I honor myself in these moments, right? As we find out for ourselves what it means to love and be loved, what it means to create family, what it means to have friendships. Can I allow myself to not be sure? To not be sure and sing anyway. To not know. And to not worry about whether or not knowing is important.
can I keep defining for myself what it means to be me based on the experience of being me in each moment? You know, in Buddhism, we sit down on a cushion, at least in the way it's practiced often in the West, we sit down on a cushion or in a chair and we watch our experience. And eventually we figure out that we can watch our experience without having to let it lead us anywhere without us having to control it, without us having to try to make it mean something, but just to meet it and allow that experience its full expression. So when I love, can I meet that? Can I allow that love its full expression. When I grieve, can I just meet that and allow that its full expression? Can I not be so convinced by all of the things that I know? Can I be surprised? You know, I think that we we have all of these ideas and we have all of these opinions, but can we set them down? And just meet ourselves. What's it like to be me? If I'm in love or feeling love, what's that like? When I'm sad, what's it like to just let myself be sad? Last time when I was talking to my friend about my other friend, I said, you know, it's sad, but it's not tragic. And um, I said, well, what's the difference? between sad and tragic. We didn't have an answer. But we knew that that's what the experience was like for us in that moment. All of these things that we do that we call practice.
is just attempts at helping us experience the experience we're experiencing while we're experiencing it. So I want to leave lots of time for questions. And I also don't think that I'm the smartest person in the room. I think that we have this collective wisdom, particularly when we come together in this way. So I want to invite you to bring your wisdom forth in whatever way that looks. You can ask questions. You can just make a statement. If you don't want to be public, you can uh, private message Emiko. Otherwise, I just invite you to unmute yourself and ask the questions. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.